So Terry, Terry was born in 1929. Terry was raised in Cleveland Heights, Ohio. And she was a devout Catholic. Terry was raised by parents that were deeply uh, devoted to their faith. Terry went to Catholic grammar school. She went to Catholic high school. And then Terry went to St. Mary of the Woods in Terry Haute, Indiana. After two years of Catholic college, Terry returned to Cleveland to marry her high school sweetheart. And her sweetheart was attending Case Western Reserve University. In 1960, just 11 years later, Terry and her sweetheart had nine children. Terry was very devoted to her faith. She was a real live wire. Terry was a woman who moved through the world with deep conviction. In 1960, her kids were attending the local Catholic school in Midland, Michigan. And by 1965, Terry had pulled all of her kids out of the local Catholic school because the abuse of the nuns was too much. She was deeply committed to her faith, and she knew that the walk of love was not being demonstrated in that environment. That was sort of revolutionary in her world. In 1968, Terry went to visit her OBGYN. And she said, Doctor, I need a vasectomy. (laughs) Terry did not know much about reproductive rights. So she requested a vasectomy. The doctor said, I think you mean a tubal ligation. And she said, yes, that's the one. That, too, was quite revolutionary for a Catholic woman in the 60s. Wherever Terry went, she was always pushing the envelope. She moved with deep conviction. She was madly alive, and she would light up her world wherever she went. So today, I want to recontextualize the idea of light Because so often, we subscribe to an idea of light as being equivalent to good, and dark as being equivalent to bad. And we are forever uncollapsing that idea. So when the invitation was made to anchor ourselves as a community in the month of December and light up your world, what we don't mean when we say that is be smiles and nice and happy all the time. That would be a a very simplistic understanding of what the invitation is. Terry was a demonstration of lighting up her world. And she could sink into anger and that would show up. She could sink into love and that would show up. She could sink into sadness and that would show up. But wherever she was, she was fully present. And that's the invitation when we talk about light up your world. So... 
I want to explore this idea of conviction. We kicked off this series with some understanding of amen, and so it is, and ashe. And the word amen, which completes every prayer that most of us were raised with and most of us may still practice, in its Aramaic origination, the English translation is, and so it is. So at the end of each of our prayers, we always say, and so it is. But that's a very simplistic articulation of what is meant when amen is stated. In its fullest form, when amen is stated, it means I stand firm. And so when we speak our word into existence and we say amen, we say I stand firm. And then we explored the roots of the tradition Ashe, which comes out of the Yoruba tribe in uh, Nigeria. And Ashe means I demand and I assert the creative power and authority of my word. And so you'll oftentimes hear people say, and so it is, amen and Ashe. So I've been watching a lot of Marianne Williamson lately. And if you... um, I posted one of her talks on Facebook, and I hope that you'll listen to it if you haven't already. But I want to tell you a little bit about what she's speaking of lately. She says, Our salvation lies in being available for the healing of the other. Our purpose here is to be used for something higher than ourselves and to know that something holy is going on here that everything is a holy encounter if I intend it to be so. And really what she's talking about these days is the practice of actualization, moving from actualization into collaboration, and moving from collaboration into service. See, what she's saying, and I wholly agree with, is it no longer matters sufficiently to just know these things. So we've, we are a very actualized community. We are a very actualized community. And what I mean by that is we have actualized the divine of our being. Our next step is to move into collaboration and to move into service. It is said that the holiest of prayer is spirit, use me now. And I particularly think as we move into family holiday dinners, that is a very holy practice. To be in the midst of our family members and in every moment ask the question, Spirit, how may you use me now? See, the title of this talk is Spiritual Illumination. And spiritual is based on the word spirit, which is based on the Latin word spirite which means the animating principle. And illumination means to emit light. So the animating principle that is emitting light, you are the spiritual luminary. I am the spiritual luminary. I am the animating principle emitting light. And it's more than our loving hashtags or our friendly social media posts. Those no longer cut it. In fact, they never actually did. So who would we be if we walked through the world knowing ourselves as the actualized presence of the divine, 
seeking collaboration and service everywhere that we go. So I wonder if you'd join me in an affirmation. And if I'm going to read it through once, and I'm going to ask you to shift your body because we can get a little stagnant, and it's good to get the energy moving. And I want you to listen first because you may or may not be a yes to this. And it's important as we speak our affirmation, if it's real for you, if it's right for you, let's own it with conviction. I am alive. I'm going to read it first. Just listen. But I love the eagerness. I am alive. I am animated by the presence of spirit. I dig deep to remember my holy appointment and the unique purpose for which I am here. I reveal my whole self, knowing and trusting that in truth I can never be hurt, harmed, or hindered. I collaborate with others in bringing the greatest manifestation and the highest intention to form. I stand convicted to serve humanity. I am an instrument of love. I allow the whole spirit of life to use me now. I am fierce. I am bold. I am a spiritual luminary by the power of this word. I light up the world wherever I am. And so it is. Amen and Ashe. So if you would, I invite you to join me. In this affirmation is encoded the practice of actualization, collaboration, and service. I am alive. I am animated by the presence of spirit. I dig deep to remember my holy appointment and the unique purpose for which I am here. I reveal my whole self, knowing and trusting that in truth I can never be hurt, harmed, or hindered. I collaborate with others in bringing the greatest manifestation and highest intention to form. I stand convicted as I serve humanity. I am an instrument of love. I allow the whole spirit of life to use me now. I am fierce. I am bold. I am a spiritual luminary by the power of this word. I light up the world wherever I am. And so it is. Amen and Ashe. So, yes, you are. You know, in much sacred symbology, there is the vertical and there is the horizontal. You see it in the Star of David. You see it in the Christian cross. And what that is indicative of is the access point for our existence. We live like the horizontal is all there is. But in fact, there is an animating principle, an animating presence that is at the center of each of us. It is much like a puppet. If you were to play with a child's puppet, the puppet in and of itself means nothing. But when you put your hand in it, there is an animating principle and presence that brings it alive. That is what your life is to you. There is the spiritual and there is the temporal. So Terry raised her kids for many years in Midland, Michigan. And Midland, Michigan was a very white community. There were 30 
Jewish families, but there was a pocket of Nigerian students at the local college. And Terry would have the Nigerian students over for dinner at her home regularly because it was very important that her kids knew people like themselves that looked different. Every Friday night, Terry would host dinner, and it was called Mission Supper. And they would have peanut butter and jelly sandwiches, and they would have bean soup. And whatever her savings was, they as a family would send that money to the Appalachian people so that they could be consciously aware of all that they had and the importance of circulating it out, actualization, collaboration, service. Marianne Williamson said recently, who is convicted on the planet today? I mean, really, who is convicted on the planet today? The most convicted people on the planet today are the haters. So what you've got on the planet today is far more people that love than hate, but those that hate have mad conviction. And so we sit here, and we can post loving hashtags and loving memes, but that's not where our conviction resides. Terry would teach CCD to the migrant workers. For those of you who were raised Catholic, you know that CCD is like the Christian religious education or the Catholic religious education. Terry would teach CCD to the migrant workers, and she would move through her world with a deep sense of conviction. In the mid-'80s, her oldest son of the nine children was diagnosed with AIDS. Terry moved in with her son to nurse him, to care for him. She marched in Washington in the first AIDS march. She was a woman of deep conviction. Marianne Williamson went on to say what Jesus had was conviction. He looked right through the mortal realm. That is what the miracle worker does. We are the miracle workers of our time. There is no one person coming to save us. I am the one, you are the one, and we must move in a spirit of collaboration and service because actualization alone gets very boring. We've been talking about this for a while when we launched the Building the Beloved Community concept. It was rooted in Josiah Royce's theory that if we don't have something bigger than ourselves to compel us, we circle the drain. And having spent last weekend with Jim Dethmer and the 15 commitments, I couldn't feel that as more appropriate. You know, he, wor- he uses the work of the drama triangle. Villain, victim, hero. And if we're not mindful, our actualization could just sit and bounce around that triangle. 
and we could find ourselves ever so interesting. But that's not what we're here for. So as Terry cared for her oldest son as he died of AIDS, she and her husband moved in and enjoyed his last several months with him. For Terry was alive. She was convicted. And she lit up the world wherever she was. When Terry died, I was given her watch. When I found out why I was given her watch, it was because I was the first grandchild. And my grandfather gave her a watch to honor and celebrate the next generation. My grandmother was a woman of mad conviction. And she was the inspiration for this theme this month, Light Up Your World because she took nothing in her life for granted. She took an amazing amount of responsibility to animate every place and space she went. She was a devout Catholic. And in 2009, she said to my grandfather, I don't want to do this Catholicism thing anymore. The bishop is mistreating my priest, and it doesn't work. And my grandfather looked at her and said, Terry, now? <laughs> and she said, yes, now. A few weeks before my grandmother died, I called her and I said, do you really believe the virgin birth happened? And she said, well, I don't know, but at this stage of my life, I'm not going to question it. She was really quite funny. When my grandfather died, it was her opportunity to leave the Catholic Church. She decided to start taking a class to become an Episcopal. She started taking her Episcopal classes, and she buried my grandfather in the Episcopal Church. She was a woman that would light up the world wherever she was. About two weeks before my grandmother died, she sent me this email. I was a religious studies major at Manhattanville College. I had marvelous religious of the Sacred Heart Sisters who had doctorates from the Holy Land. It was such an exciting time for me. Congratulations, my love, on becoming an ordained priest. I know how hard you have been working toward your goal, and you have my sincere congratulations. Well done. Love and hugs, Grandma. I think nothing made her happier than to see someone in her family that was a woman become, in her words, an ordained priest. So my invitation to you this holiday season is to see where you might consider becoming more alive, to notice where your conviction is a little dormant, and to uncollapse the notion that light is good and dark is bad. You may find yourselves in darkness between now and the end of the year. 
but to the extent that we dig in and light ourselves up for all the world to see, it matters not what's actually occurring. For you are a spiritual luminary. I am a spiritual luminary. We have come to light up this world. So I invite you to join me in these last 10 days to light up your world everywhere that you are. And so it is. As part of this sort of ongoing exploration of who are you as this thing, a spiritual luminary, we're doing a book study in the month of January based on this book, This Thing Called You. And our first talk in the month of January is on the divinity of humankind. We're selling these downstairs, so know that if you want to study along with us, they're available. It is a beautiful read. If you struggle with the Science of Mind textbook, not to worry. This is light reading. This is Ernest Holmes' light. So I hope that you'll join us this January, and I hope that you'll consider joining us for our Christmas Eve service and our uh, New Year's Eve service. Will you join me as we go into prayer? I invite our practitioners to stand. I invite our leaders, our core council members to stand and be the convicted self that holds the spiritual idea of wholeness, knowing that wholeness is revealed everywhere that we are. It is not based on condition or circumstance. It is simply the realization of our divinity. So as we go into prayer, I invite you to close your eyes and take a deep breath. Here we sit in the presence of love, the presence of light, the presence of the eternal. Absolutely knowing and affirming that the wholeness, the eternal presence, the infinite life of good is the very nature of us. I am one with this infinite presence. I am one with this everlasting good. For there is a power and presence that transcends all circumstances and conditions. It is the life of spirit. It is the life of love. It is the life of peace, of freedom, of abundance that is right here, right where we are. We are the revealers of this truth. We are the revealers of this presence. So I absolutely know and affirm that we have been moved this day that we sink deep down into our spiritual access, calling forward the divine emanation, the individualized presence of God to express itself in, through, and as each of us. We rise up above our small selves into our highest selves. In these last 10 days, I absolutely know and affirm that we are the holy workers. We are the ones that bring light to the world everywhere that we are. No more playing small. No more laying down our burdens as excuse for our greatness. We step wholly and fully into the manifested vision of each of us, the individualized expression of love itself. Use me, spirit. Use me, spirit.
I give great thanks for the fulfillment of this prayer. I absolutely know and affirm that it is done here and now. I release this word into the action of the law that only and always says yes, yes, yes. And so it is. Amen. Ashe.